Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bit with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have with us today actor Neil <coughs> Whiteley, who has joined the cast of the hit drama series When Hope Calls, which premiered season two on GAC Family on December 18th. Neil mm -hmm. also starred in the new film, A Sisterly Christmas, which aired December 7th on the OWN Network as part of its OWN for the Holidays lineup. And we're excited to have him on. So welcome yes, to the show. welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, I always like to start out the same way. Um, mm -hmm. Last 18 months or so, it's been rough for a lot of people, especially entertainment. Yeah. And so how has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this craziness? Well, it was at first, it was very uh, scary for many of us, particularly um, people in my business, because we didn't know what the landscape was going to be like. We didn't know um, when we were going to get back to work, if we were going to get back to work. Uh, mm -hmm. As it turns out, 2021 turned out to be my best year ever. Even oh, wow. though we were off work for a good four to five months uh, a couple of years ago, but um, uh, wow. now that we're back, it seems that there is a greater need than ever for entertainment, mm -hmm. for people to find distractions to, you know, what's <laughs> what's been on their mind. And I think we, as actors, we as entertainers, serve a very important purpose now, perhaps more than ever before. Yeah. Um, people mm -hmm. are people were at home a lot. They needed they needed um, something on their screen, and there was a real yeah. demand for what we do. So <laughs> it turned out that uh, it was a real boon for us, and I think it's an important wow. service that we offer. So as a result, we've been very busy, myself included. And it's not like back years ago, where because of technology, anybody can almost if you're good can. Um, bring a tape in without being in LA, anybody can audition any, you know, and then you've got Netflix, you've got all these other networks, not just your right. main networks that people can audition for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There are many more platforms now to audition for. It's not just network television anymore. So now we have all of these streaming services and it's not even just Netflix. Um, you've got even YouTube now, is looking for yep, original yep. content. You've got Apple TV. You've got uh, Peacock. Um, there's, I can't even name them all. They're, they just seem to be coming out of the woodwork, so to speak. But we're happy for it because keep it coming. It's keeping yep. us busy. And this is probably the, about the best time in the world for someone who has that passion to be an actor or actress to actually make it. Because, again, you know, Grow, you know, when, when we were younger, you had just the 12 channels, the 18 channels. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. And now, right. with so many networks, like we were just saying, you know, yeah, they're so going to, they need content. so much uh -huh. more people now uh -huh. to actually be able to act. Well, you know, it's interesting. I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was seven years old. And I didn't actually yeah, I start, that. yeah, I didn't actually start in the business until I was 46 years old. Wow. wow. And it seems that this is the time it was meant to happen because mm -hmm. now as you say there are so many opportunities and because i come into this industry from a sales and marketing background mm. it's helped me really navigate the business <coughs> side of it as well wow. and understand yeah. the marketing side of it and understand how to package yourself and how to present yourself and and that's helped me a lot so this obviously is a good time for me 
in many respects. And, you know, you talk and we talk about the COVID and what, what it's done, you know, like we launched this show January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you a go. couple months before COVID. Yeah. And right. our original plan was maybe five, was maybe a hundred interviews that first year. Mm-hmm. That would be a great foundation. And then COVID happens. And I remember thinking to, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this might be our year to shine yeah, because a lot of people who normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show because what else do they have to do? Exactly. Exactly. And, and well, because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year and we're over 500 now. Yeah. Yeah. I find the key to success is not just um, waiting for things to go your way. It's finding mm-hmm. opportunities in any situation, even yep. during adversity, even during times like this, when, when things are, are difficult and things are unknown and unprecedented. Mm-hmm. You still can find ways to thrive as you have. Um, <laughs> for me, there's an acting coach out of New York who's mm-hmm. very renowned. Her name is Susan Batson. Um, she is the acting coach for Nicole Kidman. Every time Nicole Kidman oh, wins wow. an award, she gets on the podium and she, she thanks Susan Batson. She's the acting coach for Oprah Winfrey. She's the acting coach for uh, Jamie Foxx when he won his Oscar, for Halle Berry when she won her Oscar. Um, She's based in New York. I'm in Toronto. Uh, I'm a huge fan of hers. I've read her book three times. During the lockdown, I found out that she was offering coaching via Zoom. Oh, wow. Wow, Because there was nothing else to do. And her school was shut down. And so I said, what an opportunity this is to be able to study with somebody of that caliber uh, from home. And so I took advantage (laughs) of that. (laughs) And when the lockdown ended, man, I I hit the ground running and I haven't stopped working since. And I love that because, you know, the people we bring on our show are go-getters. They're out there. They're chasing their dreams Mm -hmm. and all that, you know, and I love to hear stories like that because I, you know, there's so many people that they feel stuck in that rut of their current job and all that. And, you know, and there's always ways to build that life you always dream of. There, there's always, exactly. you know, especially in this day and time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so much of that is mindset. You know, people have to realize that many of the things that we feel and many of the things that we think are the result of our choices and our thoughts, not just our circumstances. Yeah. And so yeah. you can you can think your way out of any um, negative mindset, whether you feel stuck or whether you feel alone or whether you feel helpless, based on the way you choose to think. And I've adopted that philosophy throughout my life, and it's really it served me well. Yeah, because you can't quit. That's a big thing. It's like like you know, Sam and I we've been married nineteen years now. There you go. And um, thank you. And and you know it's um. All through these years, we've probably started and launched probably a hundred different business <laughs> yes, ideas that definitely. all failed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But each one kept us afloat long enough till we get to the next one. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and then, but but it kept us going and kept us going. But we never gave up that dream of doing something different and unique. And then mm-hmm. here we are doing a show where we bring people like you on that we never imagined. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I was told <laughs> a long time ago that the the number one quality you need to have in order to be successful, whether it be as an actor or a business person or anything, more so than talent, is perseverance. 
And if you hang in there long enough, eventually it will be your turn. It could be tomorrow or it could be five years from tomorrow. You don't know, but you can only Mm -hmm. fail if you quit. Yeah. And, you know, I like the analogy I've heard for for years. I've heard this story many times. I love to tell it where it's like you're, you're pushing this boulder up a hill. You know the hill is up there, but the boulder's so big you can't see around it. So all you can exactly. do is push. If you exactly. look back too long, you'll lose that momentum you already yes. had. So it'll come That's back. Right. So you can't really look back. That's right. You, come. you have you to look at hunker what? down and push and push. And one day that boulder will hit that top of the hill, and then you can ride it down to the next hill. <laughs> well, you know, I was that's a really good analogy. And I was asked in a in a previous interview about anything that I've heard that has inspired me uh, in my career or in my life. And oddly enough, one of the things that really struck me years ago was said by, uh, I don't know if you're, if you are hockey fans or not, but even if you're not, everyone knows the name Wayne Gretzky as a hockey player. Okay. All right. Now he was giving an interview once while he was still a player and the interview asked him, he said, Wayne, you know, you're known as such a great passer, but everybody who's on the ice on the opposing team knows exactly what you're going to do. They know you're going to try and pass it to a teammate and everyone's trying to block you. And yet you still manage to get the puck to your teammate. Hmm. What do you see when you're on the ice? And Wayne said, I don't see the people who are trying to block me. All I see is the target. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that years ago. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, what a great analogy that is for life. If you focus on the, on the target rather than the obstacles, then eventually you're going to get there. But if you focus on the obstacles, you're going to allow them those obstacles to get in your way. And you're not going to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny. It's like they say, if, if you're driving a car and you hydroplane, and if you see yourself, if you look and you see the wall over there, right? if you focus on that wall, guess where your car is going? <laughs> That's where you're going to go. That's exactly uh, right. But if you focus on where you want it, the, where you want it to go, quit worrying about the wall, you will straighten it back out. Exactly right. Exactly. So it right. works but, both ways. If you focus on the wrong things, you'll get the wrong things. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Agreed 100%. So, but that, it's, it's something that takes discipline and, and a certain amount of um, stubbornness, a certain amount of courage to do that. Because it's very easy to focus on that wall because that's what's coming. <laughs> Especially, you know, last year when nobody knew what was going to happen, you know, that the wall was COVID and nobody was like, okay, how do we get yes, through this how wall? Do we navigate right. this. Right. But exactly. yeah, here we are, almost here we two are. years later. And, right. and now it looks like. How do we navigate this next little wall that's that, the next little virus? It's like, you know, right. we just do it like we did in 2020. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, I <clears throat> I just came back from uh, Jamaica, which is where my family is from. Mm-hmm. And I have a cousin there who is 103 years old. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. And if you know, and and if you would see her, you would you would think that maybe she's in her seventies or eighties, but wow. she is completely independent. She does her own <laughs> thing. She doesn't worry about a lot. Um, uh, she's aware that the virus is here. She's completely yeah. fully aware of everything that's going on. She's sharp as a tack. But she said, "Look, you know, I've lived this long. 
I've lived this long because I've chosen. And she's lived through two pandemics. Oh, so I'm sure she's seen many things. But <laughs> she says, "I live life on, on I live life on on the simplest of terms. You know, you do the right thing, you take care of yourself, you remain as optimistic as you can, and you look at the bright side of things mm. instead of focusing mm. on the negative." That's why she looks Seems younger than she for is. Her. She sure does. Because, yeah. <clears throat> because again, I think that that's where people go wrong out there. And I love that we're talking about a little bit of this because I think sometimes people can get bogged down. Right. in life and some and again we're not saying to be naive we're not saying right. not to look at what the reality that's there you still have to know that okay this ain't working you still have to right. know that you know within right. yourself but at the same time you can tweak things and in life that tweaking comes in your mind absolutely absolutely again as i say we're not victims of our circumstances unless we choose to be we're victims of our mindset and our exactly. thoughts. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do and the big actors and all that and the big artists, <laughs> but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the struggles, the, the tears that it takes to get to y'all's level. Mm -hmm. And I always want to talk about this side of it because I think a lot of times people gloss over this side. They think, okay, I got talent. I'll make it. And mm -hmm. we both know that if you don't have the grind side, you're not making it you know? right. <laughs> unless you've got some right. special connection. I mean, granted, there are some people that maybe will, you know, that you could all of a sudden meet and they throw you up there. But in most cases, if you ain't grinding, you ain't minding, basically. Right. First, <laughs> oh, I love that. I never use that. <laughs> I'm still I'm still in that so, right now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices you've made to. Uh, and you have went through to get to where you are today. Well, I think my path is a little bit different than most of the actors you probably meet, only in the sense as I said before, I came into this industry yeah, fairly in late in life. You know, I was in my mid-40s. So, but I was self-employed since the time I was in my early 20s. I was in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. So I understood very well the grind. I understood very well what it's like to starve for a while uh, and to not necessarily know where your next paycheck is coming from until it comes in. And so to, so to me, those things were already part of my DNA. Yeah. So yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't really a great shock to my system that um, I was starting over again at this age. I was kind of prepared for what it takes to... to uh, hear no a hundred times before you hear yes, mm -hmm. because that's what this business is about. You know, yep. it's it's more about navigating uh, the rejection than it is about about finding the success. So I understood all of that, and it's certainly been that way for me until I figured it out, and until I figured out what my place was in this industry, until I was able to sort of take a step back and really kind of study it and say, okay, here's where I fit. Here's my brand, so to speak, and here's where I can maximize my opportunities. I had to, um, had to take a few body shots before I figured that out, but once <laughs> I did, it was okay. It and was okay. You, what, I always tell, what I always tell, um, uh, not to cut you off, but what I always tell yeah. young people in this business is very, very important to, uh, yes, they all have certain goals that they want to reach, but more important than that, learn to enjoy the process. 
because yeah. the process is what it's about. You know, if you you build a, a series of small goals until you reach the ultimate goal, that's what it's about. And learn to enjoy what it takes to get there as opposed to just always wishing to yeah. be there. Yeah, I heard someone say one time, marry the process, divorce the results. Exactly, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> well, you're coming yeah, up with some gems today. <laughs> it's, got a, it's been a lot of reading, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, and we get exactly where you're coming from because even with our show, you know, as we're growing this show, I mean, we reach out to everything. We, I mean, we reach out to people like Brad Pitt, Blake oh, Shelton yes. and all that, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so we're growing here and I bet I get a hundred, 200, 300 rejection emails a month. And, sure. you know, and yeah. but again, some of those rejections I'll get this month, next month will be yeses. I've, I've, I've exactly. proved that because I keep every month I will keep reaching out to everybody, and, and, you know, which one of the people I really, really want on there. And I always tell us people, a lot of people is, is um, that we want Steve Harvey. I love his story. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be a great yeah. guy. <laughs> you know, if you ever get a chance, you probably have already heard it anyway. Look up Steve Harvey Apollo's story. It's like a 10 minute story of him, where him telling how he made it on the Apollo. It's one of the most I heard that inspiring story. stories. I love yeah. that yes. story. Yes. So because Wasn't we're he trying living to in his car thing, at the time? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. He, he was. was. He was. Yeah. yeah. So that's because a great we're story. trying to kind of do the same thing with entertainment here, when I when I feel like our show's not where it needs to be, I'll go listen to that. Okay, oh, perfect. Now I can go. I can go on again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Listen, we all have things like that that inspire us, that give us the fuel to keep going. That you have to refer to every once in a while. That's perfect. I mean, that's why he doesn't mind telling stories like that because he understands yeah. how important it is. Mm -hmm. So, tell us a little bit about some of the projects you're involved in, including When Hope Calls. Tell us a little bit yes. about that and how that got started for you. Well. I'm really excited about When Hope Calls. First of all, um, I don't get a lot of opportunities to do period pieces. And When oh, Hope Calls yeah. is set in the year 1919. Wow. And so, and it's set in, in the Old West in 1919. So uh, my character is basically a cowboy. I mean, he's a rancher, <laughs> but a wealthy oh, wow. rancher who happens to be African-American, which in 1919, that wasn't a very common thing. <laughs> So, so one can only imagine what it would have been like for him to get to that level back yeah, in those yeah. days. Mm -hmm. What he would have had to go through, what obstacles he would have had to have overcome. So for me to imagine those circumstances, to create those circumstances as the actor playing that character is really, really exciting for me. So I'm really um, pleased to have the opportunity to, to play that guy. And so what um, have you learned about yourself through his character? Oh boy. Um, well, I've only done two episodes so far, but I can tell you that there are some great similarities between this character and myself because of what I've had to overcome. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started out in the fashion industry and I, what I did was I opened a, a distribution company and I was very young and there were basically in Toronto, there was nobody else doing it oh, who wow. was uh, African-American. So it was just, it was basically just me. And um, 
uh, I'm not going to say that I faced any overt discrimination or anything like that, yeah. but yeah. certainly I was breaking <clears throat> new ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to figure out what my strengths and weaknesses were. And I had to uh, understand how to navigate this kind of um, uncharted territory for people like me. And um, it turned out to be very successful. And I ended up doing it for 25 years. So wow. I, just, I can just imagine that the character I play, who is uh, Harley West, had to go through a lot of that same type of process in order to become successful as a rancher in the year 1919. Well, it wasn't so hard for you to put yourself in that mindset. To play him? Yeah, so it wasn't that hard for you to put yourself no, in that mindset. No, not at all. Exactly. Not at all. No, not at all. That's that's what I'm saying. I definitely relate to what it would have been like for him. No question about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk about um, the Sisterly Christmas. Yeah. Okay, well, Sisterly was, Christmas was is... That? That was amazing. That was amazing because it's the first project that I've done for the OWN Network, which is Oprah Winfrey Network. I bet yes. that was awesome. And <laughs> like most people on the planet, I'm a huge fan of Oprah, of course. How oh, can you yes. not be? Right. So yes. even though I didn't get the opportunity to meet her as part of this process, uh, and she didn't sign my check, but <laughs> but I still feel like it, I still feel like I was kind of a uh, a couple of de- degrees removed from from Oprah, which was really cool. So, yeah. and you don't, you still, to, even in 2021, you still don't see many Christmas movies that have a predominantly um, ethnic cast, African American cast, yeah, like this true. one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so to have the chance to be part of that was really cool, and uh, we just had a, a tremendous amount of fun. And I loved working with this director, Jerry Lamoff. It was my first time working with him. Um, he's from Philadelphia. And, and uh, he's a master storyteller. So for him, a movie is not just about great lighting and great sound. It's about putting together a series of moments that will resonate with the audience and will resonate with the characters. And I really appreciated that. So I really enjoyed working with him and we formed a, a really strong bond together. So I love that experience. Wow. Love that. And you currently own a business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part of, you know, there, you hear more and more actors today who have businesses aside from acting, whether they own liquor companies yeah. Yeah. or fashion lines or, which is or smart. cosmetic yeah. lines, which is, which is smart. I actually, um, completely by accident through secondhand information heard about this product mm-hmm. that was created by um, a biochemist from originally from the Ukraine who now lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. And at the time he was actually trying to cure cancer without oh, wow. using pharmaceuticals. He was yeah. trying to cure cancer mm-hmm. using natural, natural means through mm-hmm. a pill. And uh, I don't want to get too technical about it, but his his uh, approach and his philosophy is that the reason that we have more disease in the world today is because of the depletion of the oxygen supply in the atmosphere. So yeah. he was trying to increase the capacity of the trees to produce more oxygen. Huh. So okay. he produced this product that would enhance oh, wow. the growth and production mm-hmm. of the trees. 
and he just by accident he stumbled upon this this um, this substance that made all plants thrive and just grow like crazy. And he realized that this was something that could help the farmers increase their crop production. So he developed this organic product that enhances the growth of, of crops. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard about this and I instinctively, for some reason knew deep down that this was something I needed to be part of because I felt that this could be something that could have a huge impact on the entire world. Yeah. yeah. And so I contacted him and I became the um, the distributor and now producer of of this product called Nanogrow, um, yeah. which we which we produce and we distribute to farmers primarily in third world developing countries. Uh, in mm-hmm. Africa, in Central America, wow. in South America, and we're helping them um, with this organic product increase the production of their crops. Huh. Oh, that's amazing! And of course, wow. in turn, it helps yeah. them grow. Literally, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the need for something like that has become even more acute now since COVID, because mm-hmm. many of these mm-hmm. countries are realizing how dependent they were on imports. For their food, oh, yes. and when the supply chains were compromised because of COVID and things were were basically cut off, they faced some severe um, food supply problems and starvation yeah. mm-hmm. in their countries. So now they realize we need to do something to enhance our own ability to grow our own food, and so that's right. what we're doing. Well, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the actor, the front man, um, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, mm. teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. On our show, That's for they sure. get love. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, there's there's a few of those people. <laughs> um, I have a wonderful agent uh, named Karen Law in Toronto who is just been a rock for me. I mean, her and I have this really supportive relationship. We just went out for dinner a couple of weeks ago. She took me out for a beautiful dinner to to celebrate the year that we just had uh, together. And um, I think she's um, she's an invaluable part of my team for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter, my daughter Nikki, is been a great inspiration to me because as I told you, I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't talk about it. I kept it a secret from everybody, including my parents. I didn't think anyone would understand it. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s when people yeah. aspired to be the characters they saw on TV. No one aspired to be the actors playing the characters. It wasn't a thing. Uh, yeah. So right. I kept that to myself until one day my daughter, Nikki, when she was nine years old, came up to me out of the blue and said, Daddy, I want to be an actor. Wow. Oh, wow. And so her career started when she was about 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. And because I was available, because I was self-employed, so I was always the one taking her to be on set with her all day or to be at her auditions with her or to be at her photo sessions with her. And I found myself in that environment, and I realized all these years later, I still wanted to do it too. And you so couldn't Nikki push it was my, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So she was my inspiration to wow. to um, enter this business in the first place. 
So as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. she's she's part of my team. And of course, yeah. you have to have a supportive partner in life. You've been married for a while. I've been married for 36 years. Oh, oh wow. congrats. congrats. And, and my beautiful wife, Victoria, I mean, she, she was, when I told her that I was going to start this journey, I mean, she had a head scratching moment for a second. <laughs> what are you doing? You're giving up your lucrative career to be an actor? Okay. But she was, she's been with me every step of the way and she's just, She's just amazing, and um, wow. uh, I wouldn't be where I am without her, that's for sure. And um, mm -hmm. I have a, a wonderful publicist in Toronto, Amira, Amira Devera, and she's been fantastic. And, mm -hmm. uh, man, I could go on and on. You can't get here without the support of these people. Most definitely. Yeah, so yeah that's like yeah. we learned with this show. We've, you know, our most um, team members – is like um, PR people for other people like yourself. Yes. Because exactly. without, without mm -hmm. the PR people, we would have no guests. That's true. Right. They're, they're the ones that right. bring us these great quality guests. And, like and, and, with, right. and without them taking a chance mm -hmm. on our show, because again, you know, a PR person, they have to ask themselves, would you be good on this show? And will this show treat you right? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because, you know, we've exactly. watched, I mean, because we've watched shows where, where young girls come on and then the, and then this announcer just, just destroys them. Yes. Um, not really. And he don't realize he's doing it. He doesn't realize he's doing it, but it's questions. just the, right. the comments that they And it make. maybe makes them uncomfortable. And, and we want to be right. that show that's safe for everybody. Yes. Yes. Yes, show. absolutely. Absolutely. Because you want to encourage people to be on your show. You don't want them to feel that they have to be guarded or careful or evasive to be here. It should be a comfortable yeah, when place. They, when they're not guarded, that's when they say some raw stuff. We're like, wow, that is, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really when you really story, dig it. Because yeah. again, the show's concept is up close and personal. We want personal stuff to come out. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's the juicy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stuff that where you're like, wow, you made it through that, you know, is that because yes. we want the, the show to inspire people. Stories. That's what we, we're all about. <laughs> well, that's what was, that's what everyone should be all about. I mean, when if anyone looks at my profile, whether it be Facebook or anything, I I put on there about myself is um, that I want to be in, I want to be inspired and I want to inspire. Yeah, and I think that's really, really important that we need to, you know, whatever level of success we have, it's important to pass that along to other people and pull them up behind you so that mm -hmm. they can look to you as something that they aspire to be. Exactly. Otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. exactly. And, you know, right. speaking of family, team members and all that, we have a third co-host, our nine-year-old, yes, we that we bring on okay. to ask a couple of questions. So Sandy's going to go. Okay, cool. Bring them on. And we've got an almost three-year-old um, that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show, too, because we are a family affair show. Excellent. Love it. <laughs> so, what's so this been, is going to be Christopher? While we're waiting on him, while we're waiting on him what's, what's been sure. your most um, hardest role to play? Wow. Um, I would say I did a, a TV series a few years ago called The Girlfriend Experience. Mm-hmm which actually um, uh, gained an Emmy nomination for Best Actress for Riley Kehoe, who is Elvis Presley's yeah. granddaughter, who played oh, wow. the lead role in, that, in the series. Um, mm. In that show, I played 
Hey, Christopher, how's it going? Oh, hi, Neil. In that, <laughs> in that series, I played a character named Emery Wright, who mm. was a very tough businessman who got his way by bullying people, by intimidating wow. people, by yelling and swearing a lot. So of all the characters that I've played, he's probably the one that's furthest from my own personality. So that one took a lot out of me. I carried him with me for a while afterwards. That was that was pretty tough, but we got through it. Awesome. All right, so what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, good question. Wow. Man, I'm a foodie, so I got lots of them. If I had to pick <laughs> my single single favorite thing to eat, it's probably French fries. Mm. I like to think of myself as a connoisseur of French fries. If I could get away with it, I'd eat them every day, but I can't get away with it, so I don't. <laughs> but I love French fries. And here in Canada, you may have heard of it, we have a delicacy called poutine, mm. which is French fries with gravy and uh, cheese on top. Canada's known for that. So that's my favorite yeah, He would food. love that, wouldn't you? Yeah, there you go. That, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, delicious. Mine, mine is pizza. It's, Oh, well, pizza's good, too. What do you like on your pizza? A pepperoni and supreme and also pineapple. Oh, he's got like pineapple. Four, he's got like four faves. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. You like that Hawaiian pizza with the pineapple. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, he, he would eat pizza. He's like, like you said with the fries. He would eat pizza all day long if we he gave it. Yeah, some. me too, man. Pizza's good. <laughs> pizza's yeah, good. It's about the, one of the few foods that you don't have to heat up. If it's cold, it's still good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of the cold pizza the next morning for breakfast for some reason. And <laughs> uh, but I just I just learned a way of reheating pizza in the microwave that doesn't make it all weird and soggy and and oh, wow. uh, you do you put a glass of water in the microwave with the slice of pizza and it comes out almost in its original form. So oh, for wow. those of you watching, you that's a good life that. hack for pizza. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, next. So what's your favorite TV show? What's what? Uh, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Um, Good question, too. I have a few of them. I really love that uh, sitcom Seinfeld. Christopher, you may not be familiar with it. Um, <laughs> but Seinfeld Seinfeld's a, my favorite sitcom. My favorite dramatic show is probably 24, which oh, right. was that uh, that detective show with uh, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. It's not really a detective show, more political, but <laughs> but that was, I love that show. In fact, I've watched every season of 24 wow. twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah, I love all it. the Law and Orders. Who knows how many times we've seen Law and Orders. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mind is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> I haven't watched SpongeBob a lot, but I've seen it. I've seen it. It's definitely a good one. Definitely a good and one. And what's been really cool with our show is, you know, he he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows now. So we've been sure. able to bring on quite a bit of people from his shows onto our show for him to talk to. Oh, that's fantastic. That must be fun for you, Christopher. Yes. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> Ain't right. Awesome. Yes. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie? Okay, let me see. Well, ever since I was a kid, my favorite movie growing up was The Wizard of Oz. That's Have you seen that? That's a classic. Yeah. 
I don't think he's uh, he's not seen that he's one. He's not seen it yet. Okay, you got to watch The Wizard of Oz. I still <laughs> love it. And I would say of all the movies made, that's probably the one I've watched the most. And I still love it to this day. And uh, so if I have to pick a favorite, that's going to be the one. It's that thinking positive dreamer in you, right? Exactly. I guess so. I didn't realize it at the time, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. How about you, what's your, Christopher? What's your favorite? Mine's Minnie's movie. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he loves all the little minions and our little three year or almost three year old. She, if we're walking in the mall and there's a minion in, in one of the stores, we have to go. Yeah, there. yeah, those are fine. I like the voices, really great brand. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, bye, Nick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Man. Yeah, he's been on almost every episode. Funny, we Love started it. him out at the beginning asking one question. Now we got him up to three yet each episode. Now he's now he's an interviewer. And, he, yeah. and we're planning on having him. He, he wants to start his own little podcast. So we're going to do like a little interview show, like 10 minutes with Chris. Sometime next, I think summer. Should. next summer. Next summer, fall. Okay, so have, have, have me back on. Have me back on when that happens. I want to I want to talk right. to Chris we'll some do more. That. Definitely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could... um co-star with any actor or actress who would it be and Ooh, what baby. role would you want to play what role would i want to play yeah wow. see that this this would That's be a... something you could co-star with somebody and you can make your own role so what role yeah. would you also what want would to your play? dream role with, with be? and with who wow you know why that's hard for me is because i've wanted to do this for for so long literally uh -huh. every day i'm at work is a dream come true because wow. I've dreamed of it yeah. since I was a kid, literally. But, mm -hmm. um, and one of my inspirations as an actor before I became an actor was Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great and one. I've actually had the opportunity to be in a movie with Morgan Freeman, but oh, we didn't wow. actually work together. We, our characters didn't actually meet up together on screen. <laughs> But we Go were figure, in right? the studio, wow. exactly. But we were in the studio <laughs> together, and I remember that feeling of just being in his presence and how inspiring it was just to be around him. So I would mm -hmm. love to have an opportunity to work with him, um, maybe to play uh, uh, a younger brother of his or something in that capacity. But man, that would be that would be fantastic to be able to work with Morgan would be great. Yeah. So what's a show or movie that you've watched that you wish you had a role in? A show or a movie I've watched that I wish I had a role in. Um wow. Well, I would have to say. Probably, as I mentioned before, my favorite show was 24. Mm -hmm. And I would love, I would have loved to be on 24 and had the opportunity to play the president. Oh, <laughs> yes. That would be, oh, that, a, that would cool. be a role for me. I would love to play, have played the, the president on 24. Wow. Yes. So yeah. tell us about some charities that are close to your heart. Um, well, here in Toronto, we, uh, support the Toronto Humane Society. We're pretty mm -hmm. big uh, animal lovers in my family. 
Um, but something that I'm, I'm going to be starting in 2022, which I have not announced publicly, so I'm going to announce it for the first time on your show, okay. is I'm going to be starting a foundation, which will be specifically um, to support education for kids from diverse backgrounds, particularly oh, kids, no. um, particularly kids from homes with no fathers. I think that's really oh. something that's lacking among kids in the inner cities where there's a lack of uh, male figures in the, in the household. Yeah. Um, right. it, yes. It's very, it's very tough for those kids. They really don't have a fair shake and a, and a, and a they're not working on an evil, a level playing field. So yeah. I want to, yeah. I want to create something to support kids in that situation. And, it, and it's great that what you just said, because, you know, a lot of people would say what you said, but you're doing something about it. Yes. yes. That's the important, because mm -hmm. again, you know, you see people on Facebook, well, you know, the, you know, that this crowd don't have a fair playing field. This don't have fair, this don't have fair, but it's like, right. okay, we get it. And that somebody needs but what, to do something. But, and somebody needs to do something. Mm -hmm. If you already think somebody needs to do something, that somebody's probably you. Yes. Right. Well, you know, I, I like to say it's great to send thoughts and prayers, but thoughts and prayers don't don't pay for for people's tuition or for their groceries yeah. or or to That's to so pay the rent. True. So let's let's do something tangible for people as well that really yes. makes a difference. Oh, I we, love we that. We love that. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an actor? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Um. Okay. When I was visiting my, this is a, I'm going to get, make the shortest story as short as I can. <laughs> but when I was, when I was, when I was visiting my parents in Jamaica one year, I was flipping through the TV channels and I stumbled upon this award show that was on at the time. And it was called mm -hmm. the Art Carney Awards, which I had never heard of the Art Carney oh. Awards. Now, for those of you who don't know, Art Carney was an actor way back in the day who played Jackie Gleason's neighbor on an old show called The Honeymooners. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Art Carney was known as a one of the great character actors. Mm -hmm. So this show that was called the Art Carney Awards was devoted to character actors, actors whose face you may recognize, but you would mm -hmm. may, may not necessarily know their names. But you've seen him playing this guy. You've seen him on oh, that show. Sure. You've seen him over here. You've seen him over there. They've built this amazing career without ever becoming necessarily world famous or have becoming household names. But they're invaluable to the industry because you can't have a show. You can't have Law and Order without someone who can play the grocer or someone who can play, you know, the uh, the businessman who got in trouble or whatever it is. Exactly. You need yeah. those actors and to me i want to be known as a character actor who always works who is the go-to guy when the director needs someone who they know that can play that particular role and they could pick up a phone and call their agent and say get neil to play this guy because nobody else but neil can play this guy and that's the yeah. one that's the type of actor i want to be and that's the kind of legacy i want to have Oh, that's great. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Well, I would say, first of all, congratulations for making it through the last two years. 
Um, <laughs> try and stay positive. Try and look for things every day that you can feel grateful for. Uh, thank you for the support you've given me throughout the last little while. It's been beyond my wildest dreams even to this point, but I'm not done yet. So stay tuned for 2022 because it's going to be even greater. And I just want to so say happy holidays to everybody. Great. So what's next for you? What is 2022 for oh, you? Oh, man. Well, When Hope Calls is going to continue. And um, I can't give away too much, but I can tell you that the, yeah. the, the people who are in charge of telling the story are planning to expand more of my character and oh, wow. to reveal more about him. Yeah. And so, uh, and of course, as the actor, I'm going to have an integral role in helping the, to create that. So I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to that. And oh. the show has a, a very loyal, rabid following. So I know the fans are going to come along for the ride with us. And I can't wait. Can't wait for more of that. Love that. So as we get to our final question here, um, let's say you had a friend of yours and they were ready to jump in, becoming an actor. They, they feel like they're called to this. They played in a few plays. They've maybe done a few commercials, but they know this is it. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Well, I would say, and I've been asked this question before, and what I like to say to that is make sure you understand why you really want to get into this business. Make sure that you understand that it is a business. Um, it's not about wealth and fame. If that happens, mm -hmm. it's a bonus, but it's kind of that's kind of like winning a lottery. Most of us who do this for a living are people who don't become household names. We're just regular working men and women who just happen to have a really cool job. So make sure that that's make sure that that's going to be something that you're gonna you're gonna be able to enjoy. I also like to tell people to take care of your bodies because you need energy and, and stamina to, to do this for a living. Take care of your mind because um, it is difficult and it, is, it can be an unforgiving business, even though it's very rewarding when it works. And take care of your money because there are some real ebbs and flows in this industry and you don't always know when your next job is going to come. Even when you've got some momentum, you don't always know. So be wary of those things. And um, as I said before, enjoy the process. Love that. Really great advice there. Yes. So tell everybody how they can find you. Well, I'm on Instagram at Neil Whiteley, N-E-I-L-W-H-I-T-E-L-Y. I have a website, uh, neilwhiteley.com, where you can keep up with all my latest comings and goings. And you can see my videos and... Um, and link to some interviews, uh, other interviews that I've done. None of as fun of as, as this one, but um, <laughs> that's, that. that's how you can. <laughs> but that's how you can keep up with me. And of course, on GAC Family, um, you can see me on When Hope Calls. Love awesome. that. You know, we really enjoyed having you today. We, we look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to work on the uh, Christmas we'll show. And we'll, and we'll definitely reach you and for we'll him. And we'll reach out when he starts his podcast next year. Okay, I'll be there. Thank you so much. Right. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays Merry to you. Merry Christmas, Christmas and happy holidays. to you as well. Thanks for your time today. Bye-bye.